Hi, you're listening to Taming the Terminal, part 21 of N, More Searching. This series of discussions is based on a collection of tutorials written by Bart Bouchatz over at bartb.ie slash ttt. This originally aired as part of NoSillaCast episode 490, hosted at podfeet.com. I'm Allison Sheridan, host of the NoSillaCast podcast, and the other voice you're about to hear is Bart Bouchatz of bartb.ie. All right, do we get to get back to uh, Taming the Terminal now? We do. So this is part 21 of N, and this is a wrap-up of searching. So two installments ago, we did egrep for filtering text. So be that a flow of text being piped to it, or be that a text file that we read in. But either way, we're looking for something within text. I want to tell you that I used that in, uh, I think the example you did was, let's find everything on your hard drive bigger than a gigabyte. And I ah, found... Uh, uh, that's, that's the find command. That was the next thing. Oh, shoot. That isn't searching? That's finding? Well, no, that was Okay, so the first thing we did on searching was egrep. And then the week after, we did find. So egrep is about filtering text, and find is about finding files. And so the find stuff is, I think, where your ears pricked up and you had a great time. And it's the find thing that you are going to tell me about now. Okay, so the find thing, uh, we did the find thing to uh, look for files bigger than the gigabyte, and I found a whole bunch of movie files that I did not need to keep. I had three copies of my video interview with Robert Lloyd Lewis from Dexter, and you know, while having one copy of that might be a good idea, I did not mm-hmm. need three of those. And I, I think I cut out about, that wasn't the only thing, I found a bunch of other stuff like I totally don't care about, or I've already uploaded it to YouTube, or I've got it on the Drobo, you know, I shouldn't, I don't need to care at all. Excellent. So, house cleaning, house cleaning good. So, that was the second thing we did, and then we sort of left off at the end of that saying, and by the way, Find has one more trick up its sleeve, and then we have some cool stuff for Mac people only. So, let's start by revisiting the end of Find. So, last time we learned that we can use Find to basically specify a whole bunch of criteria and have it spit out all of the files that match that criteria in the folder we're searching in. So, you said Find, where to look, what to look for. And then it gave you back a load of stuff. And then I sort of ended by saying that, well, it can do more than just give it back to you. It can actually run commands on whatever you get back. Hmm. Now, this has the advantage of being really powerful and the disadvantage of being really powerful. <laughs> right? You can, and it is something you will see done on systems. So imagine you have a cache and you're just trying to keep a local copy of, of some stuff that, you know, you don't want to have to re-download again, but you don't want to keep it forever because it'll just waste your hard drive. So maybe your cache has a lifetime of a day. And so maybe once an hour, a little script runs that deletes everything that's older than a day. Well, the find command can help you find everything that's older than a day. And then you can use this feature we're going to talk about to find and delete everything older than a day. But Sounds if you terrifying. make a <laughs> yeah, right. If you make a mistake and find goes off and finds way more than you meant it to find, they will also delete way more than you meant it to delete. So, I'm not typing this, any of these commands, Bart. You're terrified. Ah, no, no. None of my examples today are that kind of evil. <laughs> so what I would say is, it, this can be very useful to do non-destructive things to files, but be think twice, three times, four times, five times before doing destructive things to files. Okay. So if you do really need to do something destructive, run it you know, lots of times without actually doing the execute bit to make sure you're getting back everything you want and nothing but what you want, and then do the dangerous bit. You can use this non-destructively. And we have some, the examples we have today are non-destructive. They're not going to delete anything. I like the way that sounds. I'm back yeah. with you. 
And there are non-destructive things you may want to do. And it's actually a very good way to automate things. Um, the find command can execute commands in two modes. So it can either execute the command once for every single file it finds, or it can execute the command once in total, sticking all of the files as lots of little arguments to that one command. So you can have one command over and over and over again, or one gigantic big command with all of the results as arguments. There are the two modes it can operate in. Okay. So let's start with the first of those modes. So the flag to, to make it execute stuff is minus exec. And so when you type, you have find where it is you're looking, what you want to look for, then you say minus exec, and then you type the command you'd like to do to those files. And then at the point in the command where you want to stick in whatever find found, you put open curly bracket, bracket close curly bracket. That's basically insert here is how you should read that. And then when the command is finished, you put inside single quotes the semicolon. Really? Okay. It sounds horrible, right? It looks pretty bad too. Okay, but let's let's assemble a command in pieces. Okay. You know, Lego bricks and we'll build it up. So we learned in installment six that you can make a file executable with the command chmod755 and then the file. I remember that one. I use that a lot. Yeah. I would like now, to we not also... have to use it a lot, but I have one place I don't know how to get around without it. Yeah, no, it's handy. Now, it's very common to need to make scripts executable. So PHP files for a lot of people, Perl files for me. So the example is, I just want to find all my Perl files and make sure they're executable. And so we can find all our Perl files because we know they all end in .pl. Okay. So we know from last week, that or last time, that it's find where you'd like to look, minus name, star.pl. So if we take those two small pieces of knowledge and we mush them together we can do something useful. So let's say that all of my Perl programs are in a folder called Documents Scripts. Okay. Seems like a sensible place. Right. So I could say find tilde slash documents slash scripts space minus name star.pl escaped inside our single quotes so that the star isn't interpreted by bash space minus exec chmod 755 para brackets space semicolon inside single quotes. Okay, so let me see if I can explain that. So you mm -hmm. said find in this location, document slash scripts. I'm going to search by name. So I'm going to say dash name. Mm -hmm. And then you said start.pl because we're looking for all of our um, our Perl scripts. Mm -hmm. And then minus exec was the execute. So we want to execute mm -hmm. on the files it finds the command chmod755. And we, for some reason, throw a pair of brackets and a semicolon at the end of that. Okay. So the pair of brackets tells find where it should stick the Perl file it found. So where in this command do I insert what I found? It's the placeholder. So if I find a file called myscript.pl, the command executor will be chmod755 myscript.pl. Oh, so you're going to put something inside those squirrely brackets. No, no, you don't, right? Find does. That is the place where find inserts the results. Before where is, is open-close squirrely brackets? Where is that? It's 7.5 open-close squirrely brackets in the command. No, I know, but <laughs> you're saying the... And I know I'm calling squirrely brackets just to irritate you, but... Yeah, uh, it's as good a name as any. <laughs> uh, if you got this pair of squirrely brackets, how is that telling it where to put it? What It seems like you'd put something between those squirrely brackets to say put it here. No, no, the squirrely brackets mean it goes here. Where? Where the squirrely brackets are. The squirrely, the squirrely brackets <laughs> mean insert here. 
at, and here okay, is so the, here in the command? Yes. Ah, not here as in slash document slash renamed scripts. No, no, because it's going to execute chmod755 something. And so you got to, you know, you got to tell it. So it's going to find Perl files and then it's going to run this bit of command. And it needs to know where in the command you've typed it should put in its results. And so the squirrely brackets just mean results go here. Okay. I'm glad you're saying squirrely brackets now too. I think I understand, but okay, keep going. And the semicolon inside single quotes means this is the end of the minus exec. Okay. So minus exec. Oh, because you might want to add more. You might. Uh You can actually add more than one minus exec. Okay. Okay. If you want to do two things to every file you find, you could have another minus exec after that. I hate to say this, but since we're talking to Bash and we've been talking Mm -hmm. about the Bash vulnerability, this is part of that, like we're running little commands here, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the context is great because now we understand more about what it means. That's that's actually pretty helpful. So in our example there, that will simply change all of our Perl files to be executable job done. So instead of you know first finding them all and piping them to a file and then taking that file and copying and pasting it each time and running a chmod755 in each thing in that file, we're just doing it all in one go. Say, go find me the Perl scripts, and when you find them, do this to them. And that's very useful. Okay. Another thing, so the other mode is instead of, so in this case, if there were 10 Perl files, that command would be run 10 times. chmod755, the first file. chmod755, the second file. And so on. So it's one execution for every result. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The other way you can do it is instead of having one execution for every result, you can have one execution in total, and instead of only sticking one result in where the squirrely brackets are, you stick all the results in there. And you run it once. Okay. Right, right, right. And the reason you might want to do that is because some command, if you want to do some sort of calculation, you want everything you're calculating on together. And so the practical example I'm going to use is I would like to find how much space, or no, how many lines of code I have actually written. Hmm. Right? Okay. So I'm doing a report for my manager and I want to show how busy I've been for the last couple of months. How much Perl have I written? Well, I need to find all my Perl files. And then I need to do a WC minus L and give me the sum. Right? That, that's what I'd like to achieve. Okay. So we learned... Okay, so the first piece of information is if I want to count all of the lines of code I've written, it's not just the Perl scripts, which are the .pl files. I also need the Perl modules, which are like library files. So they're PM files. So this time I've got to find PL and PM. So the find command is now find where I want to look, minus name star.pl, Minus or minus name star.pm. Okay, so we're just saying look here for the name uh, .pl or the name .pm. Exactly. Okay. So that will give us all of our profiles. Now, back in installment 15, we came across the word count command WC, which has nothing to do with water closets or public toilets. It's for word count. And its mode, it, it can take a flag of minus L, which says don't count words, count lines. So WC space minus L counts lines. And then you can specify one or more files that it should count. So you can okay. have one file or you can have a hundred files. Right. WC minus L will happily take and do its thing. So if we, t- if we put all of that together, we can create one file that will find all the files, stick them all into WC minus L and give us the total. Hmm. Okay. So find where you'd like to look now. Do you remember last time I said that sometimes you have to group things together with brackets? 
Yeah. If we don't group them together, in this case, because there's a minus or in there, uh, the find command might get confused as to whether the exec should apply to only the PM files or to both. Okay, so this is just sort of like when you're when you're saying uh, x times the quantity four time four plus six. Yeah. You, want, you want to put it inside parentheses, right? Exactly. Just okay. to be clear, that I want you to ex- execute on all of this. So it's open parentheses minus name start.pl or minus name start.pm close the parentheses minus exec wc minus l are squarely brackets and this time instead of ending with a semicolon we end with a plus and the plus means don't do this every time do it once with all the things we find as arguments don't do it every time Hmm. okay so in the first example we ran chmod once for every Perl file we found so chmod the first file chmod the second file chmod the third file this time we're going to run wc minus l once with all of the files as arguments. So those squirrely brackets are not replaced with one file, they're replaced with every file we found. So it's going to be wc minus L file 1, file 2, file 3, file 4, file 5, file 6, file 7, file 8, and run once. So the plus says run it over and over and over. No, don't run it over and over again, just run it once. Yeah, so the plus, the way I think of it is the plus says add them all into one big command. Okay. So, to make this a little more practical, we, a few weeks ago, played with XKPassWD2. Right. And we installed it onto our Macs in sure. user local XKPassWD.pm. Right. So, if we want to find out how many lines of code that took, we can use the same basic command. And so, if you copy and paste that, it's the same as what we did before with one small thing where I just want to say don't include folders. So the minus not minus type D says exclude folders because I called the folder name .pm and it was being picked up because .pm ends in .pm. Right? So I just had to put that in there because I was silly in my naming convention. Okay. So if you copy and paste that into your terminal, what you will find is that there is a total of 4,136 lines of code. Huh. Wait, I thought this was word count. Did I lose track? Right. WC minus L means count lines. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. Okay. Got you. Caught up. Okay. So another example to try and make this more practical is that you may want... Okay, so we talked about finding big file-wasty file-wasters. And you said to me last time, I'd like to know how big each one is. And I said to you, that can be done, but I'm not going to tell you now. (laughs) Well, now I am. Okay. Because the du command calculates disk usage. Ah. And so if we find all the files we're interested in and then run them through the disk usage command, we'll know how big they are. And so if you take... So the example we have is find tilde slash downloads, because that seems like a place people might have big files, minus size plus 500m, everything bigger than 500 megabytes, and then we say minus exec... DU space minus CH and then our squirrely brackets ending in a plus. Wait, did you already tell me what CH means? I didn't. Okay. Uh, the H means do it in human readable format. So don't talk to me about five kabillion bytes. Tell it to me in megabytes, gigabytes, and so forth. So what does CH stand for? So the H is for the human readable. Oh, okay. The C bit tells it to sort of add them all up, give you a sort of a total at the end. I'm not quite sure how C becomes total. Okay. But that's just what it means. 
And so if you run that, and if you have any such files, you will see each file with its value, and at the very bottom it'll say total and how much space you're wasting. I'm wasting four gigabytes of space in my downloads <laughs> folder. I have my the two uh, iOS 8 uh, gold masters sitting in there. I might, I might go delete those. Well, at least the, the, the least recent one. Well, no, they're gold masters. I don't need those. They're not, oh, okay. They're yes. not the real you don't, thing. Sorry, because it's out. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Oh, and I've got them uncompressed, too. That's, I've got a zip version of them. Why did Ooh. it find both of those? Oh, maybe that is the two. Okay, that is the two that it found. Okay, gotcha. All right, I just got four gigs of disk space back. Thanks, Bart. There you go. So I also think I promised there will be a nerd joke at the end of this find segment. <laughs> and there is. Okay. So find in slash minus iname star base star minus exec chone minus or us squarely brackets semicolon. Do you get it? Wait, it, you typed it differently than you just said it. So say it again. So find slash. Okay, so everywhere. Minus iName. iName. What was iName again? Case insensitive name. Okay. All right. Star base star. Okay. Minus exec. Uh-huh. Chone. <laughs> minus capital or us. Squirrely brackets. <laughs> semicolon. All our base are belong to us. Correct. <laughs> In fact, that is the command to make it so. I love it. I love it. So you said find uh, case instead of name, anything with the word base. So all our base. And mm-hmm. we want to execute, change the ownership recursively to us. To us. Yeah. <laughs> I have that on a t-shirt. That it's is fun. so dorky. I love it. Actually, it's going to help me understand t-shirt. the commands better now. Excellent. And I've been wearing that t-shirt for quite some time, and I'm sorry to say not a single person has ever said, oh, I get that. Everyone says, whoa. Aww. I have to explain that it's not funny anymore. <laughs> okay, so find. <laughs> yes. So that is it for the find command. We've now, last week, we, or last time, we learned all about how we can search, and now we've learned that we can use those searches to execute commands on everything we find. And that's where our Linuxy friends can come this far with us, but now we're going to leave them behind. Okay. Because there's one extra little cool thing only Mac users can do. All right. So we discovered last time that it can be very slow to set find loose on your entire hard disk <laughs> because it has to go into every file and every folder, check if it meets the conditions, and then go on to the next one. Okay. Takes ages because it's doing the work every single time. OS ten has Spotlight. And one of the ways that Spotlight works is that Spotlight actually has an index. So there's a little indexing process that indexes every file in your system that's not in a place you've told it to ignore. Yeah, everybody knows about that because sometimes it goes crazy. That's why you know it's there. (laughs) Yeah, and then we have to make it recalculate the index by deleting it. Uh And so that's why when you click on the Spotlight icon and start typing, you see results straight away. It's not searching your hard disk. It's just looking them up in the index. And as you know from going to a library, going to the index catalog is much quicker than walking around the whole library. So wouldn't it be great if we could use the power of that index from the command line instead of having to use find, which is the equivalent of walking through the whole library very quickly? And the answer is that Apple were good enough to write their own command line tool for exactly that, and it's called MDFind, Metadata Find. And so... At its simplest level, it's md-find, and then inside single quotes, whatever you type into the spotlight window. Okay. 
And then you hit enter and it gets back all the files. Now there's some caveats here. So firstly, it's not this is not equivalent to Spotlight in the menu bar. It's equivalent to Spotlight in the Finder. And the difference is that Spotlight in the Finder does slightly less than Spotlight in the menu bar. It does? Spotlight in the Finder won't let you do math. It won't let you say 4 plus 6 equals. It just mm. finds files. Okay. So this is just for finding files. Okay. So that's just the first caveat. The second caveat is that anything you've told Spotlight to ignore, MD5 cannot find. So I have Spotlight told to ignore my temp folder because that's where I make podcasts. And as you've said many times, when you're making podcasts, you make these gigabyte big files that last for like a few minutes. And if you let Spot, if you let, um, oh, actually, no, I don't have them ignored from Spotlight. I have them ignored from Time Machine. Yeah, that makes, oh, that makes more sense. I was thinking, what, you think it's going to try to search that, that uh, AIFF file? Well, actually, no, never mind. I don't actually have them ignored. But you may have stuff ignored because sure. you, you may want network drives not to have those, uh, the little hidden files Spotlight makes popping up on network shares. So you may have added your network shares to the ignore list. So basically, if you've added stuff, if you've told Spotlight don't index this, MD find will never find it because it's, it's not in the index. Okay. So as an example, if you want to find all the PDFs on your system, MD find kind colon PDF, excuse me, inside single quotes, hit enter, all your PDFs will scroll by. Oops. Shoot. And in my case, that's a lot of PDFs. I'm doing a better one. Hang on a second. This is going to be hilarious. Okay, good. Uh, um, uh, but I got to not do a typo. There we go. Let's see. Nope, that didn't work. Oh. Uh, what I was trying to do, I, I did a search on my drive for how many times I said the word booger. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, it might be, no, boogers. And uh, it found a whole lot of files because I tend to do that. <laughs> um, but I noticed it was in a bunch of emails and they end in EMLX. So I tried saying uh, MD find single quote kind dot EMLX space boogers close single quote. Well, no, because the kind wouldn't be EMLX. MLX. The kind would be email probably. Okay, well, let's try that. <laughs> you think email? I th- well, I'm just nope, guessing. I didn't find it either. Okay, because the kinds are usually because kinds are stuff like it's not JPEG, it's image. So yeah. the kinds are the, yeah. the prompts you get when you do a drop down in Finder. Can if I you get, say kind colon, can the terminal tell me what kind it what the kinds I get to choose from are. No, this is not as well documented as you would like. Well, I need to be able to find all my boogers' emails. You know, some important stuff. <laughs> I'm trying they're to, even, yeah, no. they're even oh, mail back. message, kind colon mail message, I guess, oh, or kind colon message. Let's try message. This is important stuff. No, we'll try mail message. I think we should take a lot of time of the listeners for me to try to do this. <laughs> it's my show. I could do what I want to. Uh, yeah, no, I can't fight it. Okay, well, moving on. That is, that's kind of interesting. Now, why is that easier than doing it in a spotlight, win- in a uh uh, finder window. Well, because maybe you're automating some stuff and you want to be able to do this mm-hmm. in some sort of little script. Because yeah, remember, anything you can do in the terminal, you can script. Yeah, so yeah, if you can yeah, do it right. on the terminal, you can do it automatically. Right. If you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Mm-hmm. Everybody was thinking that. I just had to say it. <laughs> that, strange enough, I wasn't, because I guess that's an Americanism. I've never heard oh, that before. it's from the movie Dodgeball. A very highbrow oh, so intellectual yeah, okay. movie you really should see. <laughs> Yes. So you can stick in there lots of stuff. So inside your single quotes, you could say kind colon PDF space boogers to find all your PDFs with boogers in them. Mm-hmm. 
So basically anything you would put in the in the spotlight window. And it also has stuff like date colon today is also oh. something that works in spotlight. So date colon today, kind colon PDF, every PDF you edit it today. Okay. And so on and so forth. Now, I have not been able to find the definitive list of the actual syntax for spotlight. But if you stick spotlight syntax into Google, you get lots of different results. And each of them tells you something cool. Just nowhere tells you all the cool stuff together. Mm. So I'll leave it as an exercise to the listener. An index of the indices. Yeah, I kind of do. Okay. Uh, now, there are a bunch of flags that you can use with MDFind. And if you want to see them all, I'd say man MDFind. But there's two of them I just want to bring to your attention because they're probably the two most useful. So by default, MDFind searches your entire computer, or at least every bit of your computer indexed by Spotlight. If you don't want to do that, if you only want to see the folders in your doc or the, the matches in your documents folder, say, if you look for boogers in your documents folder, all of those emails will vanish because they're not in your documents folder. And the flag for doing that is minus only in. Oh. Which is very Englishy and very, very pleasant. So MD find minus only in tilde slash documents kind code on PDF will give you all the PDFs in your documents folder. I like that. The other flag then is minus count which doesn't tell you what the files are, it just tells you how many there are. And so if you want to ask, answer the question, how many music files are there in my music folder? <laughs> it would be mdfind minus only in tilde slash music minus count kind colon music. And I'm calling back here to a really old episode of the Cast. If you want to answer the eternal questions, how many apps do I have installed? Ooh. And you want to go in and not just find the stuff at the top level of the applications folder, but to find the stuff inside the utilities folder and all that kind of stuff. The answer is MD find space minus only in space slash applications space minus count space kind colon app. So I would like to uh, throw out a challenge to the no seller castaways to see Who if anyone a- else has <laughs> more applications than they do music. <laughs> oh, ah, I'm going to fail that. I have 213 applications and 170, 117 music files. Well, I'm on my laptop now. I only have 149 apps. But when I did it, when I tested this on my actual desktop machine yesterday, I had 243 apps. And you have more music than that? Oh, I had thousands. <laughs> I have bought seven albums in my lifetime. Although on the laptop, I'm, it's possible I have zero music here. Eight. Damn it. <laughs> oh, so you won. <laughs> oh, I win. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, a while ago, I know I've told the story before. It just cracks me up every time. Just as a joke, I took a screenshot of the music app on my iPhone where it said, you have no music. And a bunch of people tried to help me fix it. <laughs> oh, well, you know what you need to do is you need to go back in and sync and rubber. <laughs> like, no, I don't want any music. <laughs> you didn't get it. By the way, my music is full of music now, and I don't know where it's coming from. Is it really there, or is it just cloud there? It's cloud there, Bart, but I don't have Music Match, and I don't own these songs, and I never bought these songs. There are some that Steve owns, but, but we don't you, share an Apple ID. And you never did? Not with kids? Not with anything? The number of things that are in there that we have never seen before is vast. There are things that we oh. recognize, but there's things like there's no way any of us would have ever listened to. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I don't know where this stuff's coming from. And if we never put it in the cloud, how's it in the cloud? I don't understand. They got little I, cloudy buttons. Well, that means that you you just have the right to download them, but you didn't actually, you know, they're not there. But where did they come from? 
Well, the U2 album's in there, and you got that from for free from Apple. Yeah, but I... That I mean, explains eight. There, Yeah, right. There's hundreds. I mean, it goes on and on. It's, it's huge. I mean, I've scrolled four times, and I'm only down to C. I, 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 this is not me. Flip-flop oh, rock. I don't know. Outcast, Jay-Z, and Killer Mike. I don't think so. I don't know who these people... Okay, The Carpenters. That one's mine. <laughs> you haven't set up family sharing or something? And that you're I have now. Oh, here we go. I'm not going to say now. the word out loud. Gotta... F police brutality. That sounds like me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, some of these might be my kids, but I don't know. Hey, here we go. Go-karts uh, by Bill Cosby. That one's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, let's dear. see. This is this is cool though. This is this is kind of neat. I, I like the idea of being able to count stuff. I could definitely yeah. see a use for this. I, I do find it interesting the the MD find um, back you up a little bit where you said only mm-hmm. in as a command. That means if you don't say only in, it's looking everywhere. Correct. By so default, you don't give it a directory. By yeah, default. which is like which is how it works in the Finder as well. Because by default, it looks everywhere. And then you have to click the little button only in this mm-hmm. folder. Unless you set your default to be honest, check in this folder. And I have no idea whether MD Find will obey the default in the Finder app. Probably not. It'll probably follow its own man pages. I think so you're right. Probably is, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Because it searched everywhere, and I'm pretty sure on some Mac and someday I set it to search this folder. I, re- I keep meaning to do that, and then I keep forgetting to. I really should. So yeah. this takes us to the end of our searching. It, it definitely is. On this Mac, it is set to do this folder, the folder that I'm in, and it did not obey that in, uh, in Terminal. Which is fine, because the terminal should do what the man page says. It shouldn't mysteriously not do what its man page says. you should says. obey the man. Yeah, you should obey the man, exactly. <laughs> so this actually brings us to the end of our sort of our mini-series of searching. So we searched for text, we searched for files, we did stuff to the files, and then we did some cool Mac-only searches. And so the next sort of big mini-series is on networking, but that's, that's a big topic. Oof. And it's going to be a fun topic, but it's going to be a big topic. So before we dive into that, I think we want to do... A sort of a, a light, a light segment in between, and that light segment is going to be some tips and tricks oh, for using goody. Bash. Oh, goody! Yeah, I've been, I've been sort of keeping a little note of. I must tell people about that, and I must tell people about that. <laughs> so, it's going to take that Evernote document, and that's going to be the next show. Oh, cool! So, we'll have a, a, a little uh, aperitif in between, huh? Exactly, and you know, I doubt anyone's going to be interested in every single tip or trick, but I'd be very surprised if people didn't get at least something out of it. Cool. Very, very cool. All right, Bart. Well, this was uh, fun. Um, keep us up to date on what's going on with that whole uh, bash thing. I hope it doesn't change between now and tomorrow when I produce the show. Goodness only knows. It's been such a quick moving story. Um, but ultimately, it, it's kind of uh, just install whatever updates you're given as a regular person and let the sysadmin stress out. And buy them coffee. And buy them coffee. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Bart. <laughs> no worries. Until next time. Happy computing. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Taming the Terminal. Remember that all of the information you've been hearing is available as text tutorials at bartv.ie slash ttt. If you'd like to contact us, you can write to allison at podfeed.com or podcasting at bartificer.net. 